No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today I'm in this bitch with King Lil G. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling great. It's hot as fuck up in this bitch, but I wanted to support this shirt, so we AK-47, boys, that's the gang, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if the cops are watching, it's not a gang. It's a positive organization for the youth. <laughs> How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling good. What, what was your day like today, just to, to give us an example of where your life's uh, at? All right, I woke up. I hung out with my little daughter, made her some food, uh, watched my gardeners hook up the backyard and shit. Mm. Uh, gave them some beers and shit, and uh, then I smoked weed with a random fan and shit. And Where I'm was that? There. At the crib? Nah, actually, I was coming out the liquor store and shit. Oh, shit, and they were like... Yeah, I was grabbing some water and, and a bunch of other things, and then and then it was like, what's up, King Lil G? What's poppin'? And I was like, what's good? That's how, like, I imagine, that's how I imagine a lot of interactions going with you. It seems like you are like the low-key, underground, L.A., Mexican hero to a lot of these people out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Uh, I wouldn't say hero, but I'm just. You know, what I'm saying. I'm just a representative, mm. a humble representative. But it seems like you, in particular, like just. Are, are you still 100% independent? Uh, I mean, I'm going through my distribution. You know what okay. I'm saying. But, but shout out to Empire and shit. Right. But they 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 supported me a whole lot through this project. But for the most part, I'm just independent. You know what I'm saying. Doing my own moves, setting up my own shows and shit. And uh, trying to push through because, you know, I've been in other situations where I wasn't really able to move. That's why I didn't bring out music for like the last like year and a half and shit. Right. Oh, yeah. so you were you were in a, a situation you weren't happy with in terms of the, the label stuff? Yeah, I was unhappy with it. But, uh, you know, what I'm saying I, I actually got to find out once I tried to drop a freestyle and then the label was like, yo, you can't be doing this type of shit. Really? And I was like, well, what you mean? This is going to be good. This is going to increase, you know, what I'm saying fans awareness is going to make people stay. You know what I'm saying? Engage, but they, they they wasn't fucking with it. So, and that's like the whole the whole lifeline. I feel like of your career has been basically just taking YouTube and using the fact that people want to listen to your music and see what your lifestyle is like and everything from the music, true or from the YouTube videos, true or false. Uh, it's true because I feel like they can identify and relate with the way that I'm going from the bottom to you know wherever life takes me. So yeah, definitely. I think they just trying to. Um, Connect and, and enjoy the growth because if anything that's what fans love to see you know what I'm saying they, mm -hmm. they love to see you take it from one place to the other so I think they they fucking with that exactly so you lifelong in Compton uh, not 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 specifically in Compton I got to live in Compton once but I lived all over Los Angeles oh okay you know what I'm saying uh, I got to live in Southgate for a, for a long period of time and uh, that's when I started going to Compton a whole lot trying oh. to take my CDs over there you know what I'm saying when they had the Compton swap me that shit low-key helped me out a lot so what, what year are we talking that you really first started to like push your music 2012, 2012. 2000, yeah 2012 uh, I came across a little bit of money started shooting some music videos you know what I'm saying started bringing some badder bitches because before that I was bringing some hood ass bitches mm. to the videos which like, I appreciate because I like to see girls in the video that I feel like I got a good easy chance with yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah but but you know um shit just progressed shit just progressed from 2012 i kept dropping visuals and then uh that's when i realized i was like you know what uh this is a good opportunity for me to become a businessman and not remain just a street guy just another street guy you know mm. what i'm saying when you were like talk about your upbringing when you were in high school and shit like that what what, what was your lifestyle like and when did you do you identify that you kind of got caught up in the street stuff you know you're not gonna believe it adam but i didn't really get to go to school as much because you know getting into problems a lot mm. and shit and uh and yeah, I, 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 what I did mostly was just stay home and write fucking raps. Really? Yeah, I just stood home. I wrote raps. I listened to Snoop a whole lot. I listened to a bunch of that, uh, you know, 90s gangster shit. Mm. I feel like my music, uh, you know, it really has like a big influence when it comes to that. Now I'm just trying to rap on some dope party shit, to be honest. Before I was on my conscious shit, but now I just want to drop some cool shit that we could smoke to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Something we could just vibe out to, to be honest with you. Before I was I was on that conscious rap shit. And and, and that just solidified my fan base, don't get me wrong. But but you know, now I just wanna have fun. Now I'm you know, now I just wanna enjoy the motherfucking car that I'm driving. I'm trying to enjoy my lifestyle. 
You know what I'm saying? I take care of, uh, of my family. Like, I feel like like I deserve it, especially because of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm right. taking care of the family. So Yeah, I mean, that, that's like distinct phases that your life sort of gets broken into when you really think about it. Like, when you're young, when you're 13, you don't really know who you are yet. You, might, right. you know what, you're, what you've been surrounded by. You know that's just automatically locking when it makes that noise for the record. Oh no, I guess that's more your homies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know when you're when you're in that that phase of your life is when you're really trying to like figure out exactly who you are, what you're trying to do with yourself. And then I feel like at a certain later point, once you've accomplished stuff and everything, then you start to realize like, oh, everything doesn't have to be struggle. I can like right. really try to just relax and take in the the benefit of the things that I've I've established for myself here. Right, man. Look, when it comes to that, like, I must say, like, you know, since we come from the hood, we come from the ghetto, it's like we love the motherfucking hood so much. We don't want to let go of it. We don't, we want to continue on having the same schedule and the same routines we do in the hood. You know what I'm saying? That's how wild ass shit happens. Because mm. a lot of people that are still in the ghetto, they, they seen you progress. You know, that type of shit gets people mad. And mm. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can understand how. You know, there's a lot of struggling young fathers out there that also want to move the same pace as you. But when this rap shit comes, you know, all people see is the success. They don't see the struggle. So mm. once they see you have the success, they think it's easy as fuck. They think <laughs> they think you just dropped a hot song. And, you know, that hasn't been the case for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I had to do fucking uh, at least 500 shows. I got a low ass rate. And the reason I did that was so I could get my music out there a lot more. Mm. So I could touch more fans and shit and, and I could solidify this fan base. You know what I'm saying? So you, you were playing to like smaller crowds or doing more like hood ass shows and I was shit like willing that, whatever to do, you could get? I was willing to do whatever, go wherever. If it was dangerous, if nobody wanted to perform there, I didn't give a fuck. Mm. So I'm just pulling up, I'm a rap. And if they don't know who I am, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let them know, so. Yeah, you know, a lot of so people like lack the commitment to actually go through with that kind of thing of actually really uh, being willing to, you know, a lot of people want to just put a video on YouTube and then that's it, is that the music starts blowing up from there and they think that's the end of the struggle. But, I mean, if you have that willingness to go into these environments and, and play for 50 people, but at the same time make an impression on every single one of them and get to talk to them all, I feel like somebody like you who's coming from like a real grassroots level, that's sort of got to be the key that a lot of people aren't willing to do. I feel like uh, everybody wants... A lot of success and, 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 and they're trying to do less work, but you have to go through that, you know what I'm saying? So that would be my advice to any upcoming artist. Like, you gotta wanna do anything and everything it takes to be in the position that you're in. And, and no matter what anybody does, they'll never be able to take that away from you because, mm. you know what I'm saying? The, the fans will connect with you a, a, a different type of way. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like when, when you came out, you were kind of coming out in a way where you were speaking to a different audience. Like, obviously, all the Mexican people in L.A. and shit love all the gangster rap that they're used to from L.A., but I feel like there's not that many people that are really coming from your perspective sort of showing that lifestyle. Like, like and it was crazy. I was talking to Be Real the other day, and Be Real's like, you know, we were the first Hispanic rap group. Absolutely. But, I mean, that was 20 years before you came out. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, people know that there's an appetite for people that are going to speak accurately about the lifestyle that they grew up in. Do you feel like that in terms of your original, like early fan base, that's what you built it up on was like those people who come from the exact same environments as you? Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't really have an agenda when it came to who it is that I'm going to target. I more or less just dropped the music, told my story and... uh so I just I just let it live on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? And whatever came back, I, to be honest with you, I did not think that I was going to be able to get the support from different people in Los Angeles, different colors, mm. uh, different gangs. Uh, I didn't know I was going to get any of that. They were just able to identify with my childhood, with the way I came up. You know what I'm saying? I talk a lot about how, you know, I was going to school and shit, ditching school. Uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, being a, around the gang environment and, and what it means to live in a, you know what I'm saying, in a gang infested area for a young kid, mm. you know what I'm saying? I wasn't giving them the perspective of, you know, I'm a hood ass motherfucker, come through my block and you gonna get shot. You mm. know what I'm saying? That's not what I was saying. Because people can tell that that feels fake at a certain point because if you're an adult, you know, it's, it's tough to be an adult and continue to have that sort of boorish mentality for too <laughs> long, you know? <laughs> yeah. You get older and you start realizing that all that shit that you were idealizing in your teens isn't as important as you thought it was, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's not important because it makes you who you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you come from the hood, you lose a couple homies, homies go to jail, you start seeing how people don't give a fuck when homies leave. You know mm. what I'm saying? You start seeing how people don't give a fuck. Hey, you mind if I hit that one time, that blunt? Yeah. Hey, Adam, can we hit that blunt one time? You can hit whatever you want. All right, I was just sure. saying, people used to do coke on this podcast, and we didn't think it was a big deal. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, we're not going to be doing coke today. No, no, no. We'll get way too <laughs> crazy, man. I wonder if they would know. I wonder if we had done a bunch of coke before we started this interview, if everybody at home would be like, oh, yeah, they're on drugs. <coughs> you know what? Trip out on this. <coughs> I've only smoked weed my whole life. I've mm. never done any other type of drug. It's a safe bet. And, uh, yeah, I don't recommend for people to be fucking doing them type of drugs anyway. I, I know you guys listen to, you know, turn up type of music. These young kids want to, you know, get lit and all that shit, but I don't fucking recommend it. Mm. I don't recommend it. I say smoke weed, enjoy your life, make some fucking music, and have a bunch of badass bitches around you, and, you know, it, it can't go wrong. Oh, it's the good stuff in life. When you were young, were you, uh, you, you said you weren't in school. What kind of uh, problems were you running into in terms of getting caught up in the system and shit? Um, I was going through things like... See, the apartments that I lived in when I was coming up, uh, they were infested with a, with a specific gang, and then there was other gangs around there. So, shit, it was hard to even throw away the motherfucking trash being mm -hmm. a young-ass little kid trying to just go outside and hang out because everybody's like, you know what I'm saying, this is what it is, you know? I don't want to really speak too much on that. Mm. Because <clears throat> I feel like whatever is in the streets needs to belong in the streets, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't ever want to come up to no interview trying to, trying to, you know what I'm saying, trying to press the gangster or nothing like that. Like, mm. but, um, but it's definitely hard, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely hard for all the little young homies that do want to do, you know, something else in life. But if it's, if it's dangerous for you to take out the trash, mm -hmm. then it's hard to imagine those same people really being able to focus on really making their life better. Right. Because they're sort of living in like a permanent state of fear. I was just, I interviewed uh, AD from Compton yesterday. That's a homie. Shout yeah. out to him. Yeah. And he was talking about how as soon as he first started getting money, how he moved to the Valley. And he was talking about walking to Starbucks. And he's like, Adam, he's like, you don't understand the first time that I walked to Starbucks no gun on me didn't see anybody looking weird at me nothing to worry about and he's like you don't understand how good that felt which is kind of you know it is hard for me to imagine that but I mean that says a lot about the environment that he's coming from that to just be able to walk a couple blocks to the store and just be able to live a lifestyle that that's chilled out like that I mean that means a lot to some people yeah it definitely means a lot and I know exactly what he's talking about um, it feels great to fucking be able to walk a full block, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think things change. Like, once you get older, you know what I'm saying, you want to walk down the street with your kids. Mm, especially that. You know what I'm saying? You want to be able to do things for them. So, like, right now I'm in a situation where, I, man, I'm just taking care of my kids. I'm a really private person. I do my own shit. I don't, you know, I, I don't try to collab with a lot of rappers or try to be in other people's business. You know, dissing other people, it, it ain't it ain't really my thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, it mm. ain't, that ain't my type of get down. <clears throat> what I really want to do is just live life to the fullest and, and you know what I'm saying? And, and and make a big impact in this hip-hop shit with my name, so. Definitely. Tell me about the, the crew. You, you got it on your chain, you got it on your hat. Everybody in here got it on their shirt. Tell me about it. Um, it's, it's a little something that uh, we started a while back and shit. And um, I can't really speak too much up on it either, but uh, I'm trying to make it into a positive thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the word sucio means dirty, and it's something that, you know, I'm just turning a fucking a, a negative into a positive. Mm -hmm. And uh, I come from a dirty environment and grimy motherfuckers around me, so I feel like I was able to make it through. So, you know, now this just reminds me, like, sh shit, I don't put fucking diamonds on a on the word dirty type shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I feel like that that could be something inspiring for all these young kids out here in this motherfucker. Yeah, definitely. You know so, like, the people in this room right now, are these largely people that you grew up around? Or how how do you form the people that you're really Yeah, yeah, it's, my, really family. it's my family. It's my family. Like, um, we all somehow one way related to each other, you know what I'm saying? We got ties, strong ties with each other. Uh -huh. And I just had really bad experiences bringing in people. 
people that uh, are not, you know, we don't have ties with. Like, mm. like people do not understand the word loyalty. They understand the word convenience. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> that's something that I guess we all got to deal with. But, you know what I'm saying? I just look at it like if you have the, 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 the squad like this, you know what I'm saying? Can't nothing go wrong because when you're dealing with success, like, you literally put in your hands and, and you know what I'm saying? People's... Mm your life in people's hands. So. It gets complicated though because I feel like when you're trying to really run a business and you're kind of relying on the people that you were just friends with before you came in the game that a lot of those people end up kind of being not professional like like what you're saying not understanding <clears throat> lo loyalty and shit like that that right. a lot of times if you just rely on the people that are around you that you can run into complications because a lot of people might not necessarily be ready for the sort of things that you're just expecting them to rise to the occasion. Right. I mean, see when it comes to that like I'm the type of man that likes to make every decision and um, I like to be accountable for everything that I do and say, you know? So even the people that are around me, like, I don't look at it like the way other people look at it when they have like a lot of homies around them. I don't, I don't, I don't utilize my homies for a certain purpose or a certain reason. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I look at it like we can be a movement and we can all change our, our lives together by these moves that I'm, I'm about to make. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, when I have the team with me like this, like, shit, I, I, try, to, I try to have everybody around me working, doing mm -hmm. something. You know what I'm saying? Trying to change this shit for positivity. Bring something to the table. Let's fucking, let's all make millions type shit. And we could do it. Like, man, I'm self-made like a motherfucker, Adam. I mm -hmm. swear to you. Like, I never had nobody fucking give me no type of love or put me on no type of fucking vlogs or none of that shit like I literally have to fight for my position and uh and and I feel like that's good inspiration for my homies you know what yeah. I'm saying that's it, good inspiration it's crazy to think that I mean you're lucky that you came up in the internet age right, because if right. it wasn't for that it's impossible you no could way. have been the type of dude who you know and I've seen it a million times who signed to a label the label don't really understand you so they put you on the shelf and they don't know how to market your shit and that's kind of the end of the story but you're in the position where you can like empower yourself by putting your shit on YouTube and you're able to like prove to everybody out there like look there's there's 50 million people watch this video that's an undeniable statistic <laughs> yeah you know yeah absolutely man and I'm really fucking happy that I'm able to fucking be in you know doing music in these times cuz shit I do remember the times where you needed a radio song mm. I do remember that I do remember the times where Shit, you ain't even getting in the club if you don't have a button up. Mm. I don't know if you remember those times. No, yeah, I remember that for sure. You actually are a rare person who walked in, I believe, in a Versace shirt and then took it off and put your own merch on. Yeah, I do that because... Um, <laughs> That's loyalty. I do that because, you know, I feel like through here, you know, I'm going to be public and I, and I want the kids that are watching me to be able to identify me and still know that I'm a simple man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't want to be on an interview with a Versace shirt so people can say I'm in a Versace shirt. You know what I'm saying? I want to be in a Versace shirt because, shit, I want people to that see me in my, in, in my, you know what I'm saying, in my norm, in my day-to-day -to, -day to be like, oh, shit, I didn't know he lived like that. Mm. That conversation's been kind of coming up a lot lately in the media world and stuff is about people supporting designer brands who do absolutely nothing for the community and the people in the community versus... <clears throat> People like, you know, they, I just seen them having that conversation on uh, some interview with Dapper Dan talking about people supporting Gucci versus people supporting, like, why is it not really necessarily considered cool to support local brands owned by the people in the community? I can't agree with people being against that because then that means we're having expectations about people we, we don't even know. Mm. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't expect to buy some Jordans and expect Jordan to do something for you. Mm. There's just no way. Like, you don't go buy... Like, we've been buying pro clubs our whole fucking life. Mm -hmm. we, we don't know who them people are. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, what's funny is that, like, in the last year, I've seen pro club do collaborations with Shoreline Mafia. So right. then, all of a sudden, pro club is reaching out and doing shit with the exact type of people that were right. buying pro and, clubs and that's in the great. first place. And that's great, but I don't think that's something that we should expect. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If they were able to do that, that's an accomplishment to them. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's great. But we can't say, oh, we can't buy that shit because they're not doing nothing for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. Like, right. I don't think that's a good way to look at it. I think that's a, that's, that, those are negative vibes right there. I think once you accomplish shit, you know what I'm saying, let people that are accomplishing things, you know, because we, we don't know what Versace had to go through mm. for them to be in the position they're in today. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we don't know that part. Like, it's been so many years since they've been out. Like, mm. you can't expect, you know what I'm saying? You can't expect people to do things for you. You got to be your own man. And like I said, it goes back to what I said earlier. <laughs> you got to be making decisions that really represent yourself. Like, you got to be accountable for yourself. Mm. If you go and buy some shit, like, nobody has to do nothing for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like... But I mean, it's crazy when you think about like, I remember hearing some crazy numbers saying that Nipsey's store has sold whatever, like two million dollars worth of shit since yeah, he amazing. passed, which is amazing. Yeah. But it's, it also makes me kind of think like, why is there got to be a tragedy for all these people to, to realize that they should be supporting something like what Nipsey was doing in terms of like, you could go buy a T-shirt from somebody like you. I'm sure you got some stores that have that shit. You can go to your online store and buy that shit. You could go buy something from Nipsey, his store directly. It's like, I mean. I think it's important that we at least put that message out there is that, yeah, you, your, your, do your dollars that you have in your pocket are your votes to a certain extent. And if you support people that are in the community doing stuff and help to put bread in somebody like you's pockets, like, you know, that ultimately yields better results. You know, it does give better results, but I'm just against telling people what they should do and mm -hmm. they, what they should not do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like giving our, our opinions and something like that, like, that's us trying to run people's lives and shit. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't imagine if people try to, you know, say, oh, King Lil G came up, you know, he better be doing this for these people mm -hmm. or some shit. Or if you buy King Lil G merch, he better be fucking, you know, like, it, it can't be like that, Adam. Like, I just don't, I just don't see a reason why we should put conditions and rules on the way people should live their lives. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, the message is great. <clears throat> Shout out to all the brands that do things for the community. You know what I'm saying? I do a lot of things for the community too, but it ain't because people are buying my shit. I'm just doing it out of my heart because I remember being in, in, you know what I'm saying? Sleeping on the floor, not having shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I know what it's like for the roaches to crawl out the fucking cereal. Mm. Like, I know that. That's the reason why I do it. Are, you, I, are you still in touch with that? like what you came from because i think that's what's important is that if you're staying in a nice place and feeling like your life is luxurious it's like can you still remember the struggles that you went through because a lot of people and that's one thing i hate about rich kids rich people in general is that when you meet somebody and they got a fucking quarter million dollar car and they go to sleep in a mansion at night but you yeah. can tell that they didn't really have to work for any of that and that they don't really comprehend the fact that the situation that they're in is amazing yeah yeah i don't fucking relate to that and it really you know it's, it's just like it's a weird vibe to be around versus being around somebody like you where i could tell yeah you're having things and, and you're you're comfortable in your lifestyle but yeah. you also know how important it was to get to that point because you didn't come from that yeah 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 man i i will say that uh you can definitely change the mind of a young child that's coming from a crazy environment if you do positive shit. Mm. Definitely. You know, I encourage all artists to do that. Um, you know, it's really crazy because, like, in the hood, I know, like, a lot of kids, you know, they'll expect me to act reckless and shit when they see me in the hood or when they catch me anywhere, you know what I'm saying, in those environments. And they get really surprised when every conversation I have with them is about bettering themselves. Mm. And, uh, and 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 I, 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 man, I always tell people to not allow other people to try to run your life. Mm. If a gangster ass motherfucker saying everybody need to keep it gangster in this bitch, mm. that's cool and all, but he's trying to run somebody else's program. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and I, and that's really hard for kids to understand. You know what I'm saying? I, I know, you know, the, the pressure, especially the pressure being in the hood, like I know, but you got to put your foot down because shit, that's how I was able to make it through, Adam, by not allowing motherfuckers to tell me what I could and what I could not do. Mm. I swear, because in the hood, people are like, yo, why are you making these type of songs? Why you, why you ain't uh, doing songs with homies that are from the hood, mm. specifically the hood? But it's like, I didn't get... You know, I didn't get into making this music so other people could tell me who I need to collab with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, man, back to what you were saying. Uh, yeah. I try to stay in touch with the with the hood by, you know, for one, it's like when you come from the hood, it's like you have so many siblings and fucking homies and, you know, situations going on. You always go back. Mm. I mean, I just feel like that unless you move to like another state or some shit. Right. And um, I definitely do identify, man. I fucking trip out when, you know, I'm at the light 
and randomly I see like some fucking some young teenagers coming to wipe my shit. Mm. And then I'm like, man, the homies are fucking. I was like, man, I remember being in Mexico and selling newspaper because that's where I was born at. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. Sell a newspaper in front of the Mexico City Angel, the one that's in downtown LA. I mean, in downtown Mexico City. And um, it was a struggle. And that shit will always remind me of that. Like, a lot of people don't know that. This is the first time I talk about some shit like that, too. Of of growing up there? Of growing up in Mexico and having to grind like that. Hell yeah, yeah, I come from a very, very poor family. Shit, I always make a joke to all my homies and I tell them, like, shit, me and my family were the first vegans in this motherfucker. We only... Rice and beans. Right now? No, no, no. no. Oh, before. No, <laughs> we before. were the first vegans. Okay. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah, but real shit. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing else. Like, if you in Mexico, where I come from, shit, it's so hard. You want to make a couple cents, go sell Jello. Really? Yeah. Just any possible hustle. Go sell Jello, fucking fruit, just fucking anything. Anything you could add a little, little spicy, little chili sauce to it. Right. Straight up, but um, but yeah, my struggle definitely, man, comes from from the slums, from coming from nothing. So, shit, I know what it is. It, it is, but what I could say is really effective is keeping it real with the little youngsters, and you know, not teaching them that whoever's making the most mistakes in the hood should be the most respected. Right, because that is how it is. <laughs> right, but you know, when you explain it to them a certain way, like they get to understand it, but not a lot of people do it. Right. Not a lot of people are telling the little homies what's up. Like, they need to. If you kill somebody or you go go away to jail for 10 years, you're kind of a legend on the block, right? Um, And it's unfortunate, but uh, it can be hard to make a name for yourself if you go and do something extreme or you have the reputation that you rob people and all this shit and you always got it on you. Then all of a sudden, that atmosphere, a lot of people are going to celebrate that even though it's going to end you up in one or two places. Yeah. Let's talk about something else because I don't want to talk about killing. Or mm. I don't want to talk about none of that. I think the main thing, though, is just to talk about how you relate to a kid that, you know, because like, pe- kids join gangs or kids get into bad shit like that because they are scared and alone and they don't feel like they have any other way to sort of survive that environment. Yeah. And when they come from nothing, they feel like negativity can be love. Mm. Like in the hood, if you ain't around certain people... Like, it could go bad because people don't see you in the hood. Mm. They don't see you out there doing bad shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, we need more, uh, we need more, more, more people that are maturing into the real ages where gangsters realize that we could still keep it real gangster by becoming successful. Yeah, definitely. And not by making mistakes. So, if we could do that. Shout out to everyone who could do that. When did you become a father, and how much did that change your outlook on life, and how, how much did that make you mature? I became a father at a young age um, with my son, Daniel, and that should change me completely because I literally went from being able to come home at any time, mm. um, being ignorant as fuck, not having no responsibilities, being able to hang out with all my friends in front of my house, avoiding the fact that that could be super disrespectful to my people. Mm. Um, and, you know, man, once my son was born, like, that shit just, like, gave me the most important responsibility of my life. Mm. Real shit. Like, now it made me understand, uh, like, man, every decision that I make is going to damage, like, my son. Like, it's not even going to damage me as much because, you know, when you come from those environments, you get used to being real tough. Mm. And then when, you know, you get jail jail time and all that shit, it's like you still continue on being tough, but you forget, like, it ain't even about you. You damaging your son. Mm. Like, now your son is going to go get raised by a random-ass motherfucker. Right. Because you want to keep it so tough, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he definitely stopped me from... You know, going towards a different direction, and and I'm and I'm really happy about that, dog. Cause, man, a lot of people don't make it. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm from, like a lot of people do not make it. A lot of people with talent, like I seen talented ass homies, out of nowhere, 
catch fucking life. Really? I don't know where. I swear to you, they're going to the studio. They're already dropping some shit. And I'm like, man, he's going to be crazy. And then randomly, you know what I'm saying? Gone. Right. I did an interview in the UK last week. Oh, yeah. Talking to this dude. Uh, trying to, I, was, I was talking about street stuff a little bit. He was being super quiet about it. I asked him if he had any uh, cases previously. He's like, nope. Yesterday. Picked up for murder. Dang. Crazy. Like, I just interviewed him, like, last week. And his, his career has been, like, going up, like, very rapidly. And in England, it's all the stabbing shit. And, like, all of a sudden that shit comes out in the news. And I'm just like, damn, like, really feels like a tragedy when I'm, like, listening to his music and realizing they probably ain't going to be able to put any of that out for a long time, yeah, maybe that, ever. Yeah, that shit's going to be unfortunate as fuck. Like, yeah. like especially, like, when you, when you do some shit like that, and you make, uh, you know, the police, your enemy, strong as fuck like that, man, they're going to try to fucking block any type of good shit coming your way. Like, mm. like they'll delete your shit on fucking YouTube. Like, they get crazy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it ain't like you can go do some shit, you're going to get some clout, and then, you know, you're going to be in jail and you're going to be the most popping fucking, you know, like, nah, it don't, it don't work out like that. Mm. Damn, that's crazy. So, do you do you still have issues with the cops and stuff? Do they still have any kind of concern about it, or are you are you far away enough from the the point in your life where they would have given a fuck about you like that? Well, cops are always going to be cops. You know what I'm saying? They're always going to behave, you know, different ways. Some mm -hmm. of them could be respectful. Some of them could be extremely disrespectful. But I don't really have issues with anybody. Period, dog. Because I, I I've learned how to speak to people. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I learned how to speak to people with respect. So. You know, once once you're respectful like that, man, you ain't, you, you ain't going to have no issues with nobody. I don't give a fuck what it is. Mm. But you're, you're out there being rude, trying to prove a point because you have money, you want to turn up on people. Like, nah, bad shit's going to come from that. But I, I would say, shit, I'm cool. They see me driving, you know what I'm saying? And they'll just be staring at my car and shit, and I'm on my business. I never have the windows down. Mm. So, yeah. so, yeah, I just keep it pushing. That's what's up. Um so at this point, you have a girl? Yeah, I have a wife. A wife? Yes, my wife. How long have you guys been wifed up for? Uh, I would say about three years now. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, I feel like I started getting extra blessed after that. Really? Yeah. Well, it just sort of changed your, your lifestyle? It's like, I feel like every time I would get ahead a little bit in life, some bad shit would happen. Mm. And I feel like once I got married with her, like, Shit, good shit just kept happening. There's a lot of complications that can come about when you're running around with random girls. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And and low key, I got I got tired of that shit. Like I remember, I would have like different women fucking living at my house for long periods of times and shit. There seems like a lot can go wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> they get jealous and shit. Right. Some of these girls fucking, you know, they know we're having a good time, but they just want to take a certain position they're not ready for they're just like us they start scheming yeah they notice sure. an opening they notice when there's something yeah, to be had yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll start staring at your stuff and start yeah. fucking putting their name on shit yeah yeah that's yeah. crazy uh it, but you're like known for like constantly having all the fly ass video girls in your videos does that ever get complicated with your girl no nah, my wife actually she's the one that brings the girls oh so she's in charge now yeah, I gave her a strong position. There you go. Yeah, because I look at it like, you know, I don't need to fucking be, you know, in touch with these fucking thoughts and shit. Like, That's honestly what I think when I watch your videos. It's like, damn, he must have a lot of numbers in his phone. That shit must get <laughs> annoying as fuck. <laughs> nah, but I do. And, and whoever it is that I speak to directly, I'll just have my girl deal with them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you, everything's about respect, so... You know, respectfully, I just let my girl, you know what I'm saying, take care of those situations. And everything runs smooth because, you know, I don't have to be hiding, fucking trying to hide bitches and shit and do none of that. Mm. Nah, I'll just be chilling. I'm at location. Suddenly, 10 girls will walk in. My girl's like, what's up? Which one you like for this scene, baby? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, her and her and her too. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's how I'll do it. Your girl ever line up the threesomes for you? Um, you know, once I, once I got with my wife, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really even give a fuck about threesomes no more. Like really? she's so important to me. Like, like I, I don't need to be in those type of situations with her and nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's like, good. like that's my queen, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like 
once you find a person like that and you start understanding that you 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 won't do the normal things you used to do with, with mm. other, or at least that's how uh, that's how it happened to me yeah interesting yeah. man I, i'm waiting until i calm down to that extent <laughs> i gotta cool out yeah yeah so uh in terms of like what your your new music that you've been working on and yeah. everything what's what's this upcoming project all about um you know this one is called eternal and uh it's eternal because I want my music legacy to live forever. You know what I'm saying? I want that shit to be eternal. And um, yeah, I'm more or less talking about like now I'm trying to show people the life that I was able to live off of being successful, you know, from talking about my life and doing all of that shit. Like I don't want to continue talking about conscious rap shit. You know, that shit is cool and everything. But um, now, you know, I want to talk about a little bit about what's going on right now. I don't want to talk about what happened to me back then no more and who the fuck got shot back then. Mm. And I don't want to talk about none of that shit no more. I want to live in the present. I want to tell people how I'm living. I want to tell people, like, you know what I'm saying, how they valet in my fucking car everywhere I go. And you know what I'm saying, how how I, I'm eating different. You know what I'm saying? Like what you I'm, eating? Not rice and beans. Crazy. Not just rice and beans. No more. I ain't no. a vegan no more. I'm fucking out here to gain in weight now oh, and shit. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. What's your favorite place to eat at? Uh, I like Mastro's and uh, Malibu and shit. I like Nobu. I like Moon Shadows. I like the Four Seasons and Beverly Hills and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you were going to just get Mexican food, where are you going? If I'm just going to get Mexican food, I'm going to go to... Chipotle? Nah, hell no, nah, man. Nah, no. I outgrew Chipotle like the look, last year or two. I was fucking with it heavy for years. I'm not going to lie. I would go, look, look. I have several places. One of them is in Orange County. It's a Hector's. Marisco's Hector's. And um, that shit is fire. There's another place in Bell. It's a named Culichi Town. Everybody write this shit down because yeah. this is like Mexican food 101. Drop right this here. in the comments so that we can yeah. revisit it and line up our Yelp reviews and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people are like, what the fuck? That does not sound like Del Go, Taco and going shit. Going all the way to the OC sounds serious. Yeah, and you'll love it too because they have like some very beautiful waitresses, mm. live music. That shit's a treat. Just go. It's besides the music, you don't have fun. Mm. And maybe bump into, you know, your your future. Hey, can somebody give me a lighter? Real quick? <laughs> your future baby mama or something. Your Not future you, something. You else, know, yeah. your future something. I don't want to say, I don't want to say baby mama. I don't want to say baby mama, but future something. Definitely. Future something. What's your, you have a particular order? Anything you order that's out of the ordinary that I need to know about? Yeah. Uh, it's spicy shrimp, but it's called camarones a la diabla. Okay. Yeah, that shit's fire as fuck. You gonna fall in love, Adam. Damn, it does. That sounds fantastic. For real. It, it comes with rice. It comes with uh, beans. And then the beans, there's gonna be like this little tiny Mexican flag you could keep to go. Oh, shit. I need that. I need the memorabilia. Yeah, for sure. I, I have like 2,000 of those motherfuckers. <laughs> you should always I, save them? I keep them all. Man, I was just in the UK for two weeks. Let me tell you, that's a place you definitely don't want to get no Mexican food. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Really? Do they have Mexican food in the UK? I've seen them try it. Like some dude took me to this place and said, like, this is the fucking best Mexican food in the UK. <laughs> I, I ordered it. It was so bad. I was like, bro, they couldn't have found one dude with a dope restaurant in, in, in LA and just be like, yo, come out to the UK and start this shit. Because if you did, that would be on point. But they're out there just... They, their fish is out of water. They got no clue what this is supposed to taste like. Well, there it is. This sounds like an opportunity to me for uh, for my people out there working that need a job. Somebody in the UK, come look for these Mexicans. We want to go to the UK and start some shit over there. For real, man. Yeah, there's a million restaurants out here. There ain't nothing good out there. Let me ask you, do you feel like uh, disrespected by our president? Is that something that weighs on you that you think about on behalf of the community? Man, I'm so overwhelmed with that shit already, Adam. Mm. Like seeing these kids at the border and shit sleeping with fucking foil like that shit's disrespectful as fuck mm. like i want to encourage everybody to fucking go up there and try to help these fucking kids one way or the other like right now i don't want to talk too much about my plans but i'm planning to make a big move out there in the border to help them little kids out and shit really hell yeah is that something that overall you think about is sort of uh, going back to mexico and finding ways that you could sort of support and interact with that community yeah absolutely man shit i'm not gonna stop till i'm out out there building schools and shit uh fucking parks and you know doing cool ass shit like that that i want my people to also enjoy yeah 
Yeah. Do you, do you feel like, do you ever go back to Mexico for shows and shit? Nah, actually right now I'm going through some legal battles where I can't leave the country and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but I, I, I mean, I, hopefully shit, if everything goes well, yeah, I want to go to Mexico and, and tour out there because I have a strong fan base out there in Mexico. I also rap in Spanish. Yeah, know? see, that's what I was figuring. I'm like, because like in general online, like when you're looking at like a, where a percentage of, your v, of views on music videos and shit comes from, it yeah. mu- it's like in South America and, and Mexico and shit, it's like it mu- the most rabid fan base. They're just watching the shit out of stuff on YouTube. Absolutely. And yeah. I imagine that they're definitely watching your shit and thinking like, this is our fucking LA representative right here. Absolutely. I feel like there's going to be fans in the comments telling you things in Spanish, Adam. Definitely. I'm going to yeah. hit that little translate button. For sure. Because they're probably going to tell you about the, the spicy shrimp. Mm. For sure. The, the Mexican girls, that. too. They're going to be on. Man, I'm about to bring you some new people out here, Adam. Man, I love Mexican women. They're so beautiful. I can't even begin to tell you. Yep. They could be really mean, though. Really mean? Really? Yeah, and controlling and shit. So be careful with them. Uh- I remember I was in uh, Guadalajara and this girl, like, we're all just drinking in her crib and she just goes and hops in the car and starts driving around with a beer in her hand. And that was the first time I was like, oh shit, you can just do that? Like, I'm like, you have no idea how big a deal drink, drunk driving is in America. Yeah, Mexico, they're pretty lenient about a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's like, if we get pulled over, you got like 20 bucks on you? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, we might need that if we get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> And did they pull you over? They did not. They absolutely were not going to pull this fucking pretty girl driving a bunch of dudes around. But Shit. If they knew you had money, they probably would have. Definitely. Definitely probably would have. For sure. Um, let me ask you about the Nipsey thing. What was what was your reaction when you found out about what happened to him? Oh, man. That's really unfortunate. Like, I could not believe it because he represented you know, his whole community. So, mm. like, I, I would not think, like, low-key, he's the mayor of the of that area right there, you know? Mm. And it's very unfortunate. Shout out to his family, you know what I'm saying? I know I know what it feels like to take a loss and shit. So, my respects to him. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you had a relationship with him from early on? Or how did you yeah. guys end up working together? Yeah, so my old management and his management, uh, they'd been cool already for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to my boy JP out there with, with, with all of them at All Money In. And uh, I've been seeing them in different places, like different shows in New York. Uh, I went for a movie premiere and shit. And uh, Nipsey Hussle was out there. He happened to be out there. And we just hit the strip club, me and my management. And uh, we, we randomly seen Nipsey there with the homies. Uh-huh. And uh, we all fucking, you already know, fucking partying and shit, throwing money at hoes having a blast and we would always have conversations. Nipsey was a positive ass motherfucker for real. Right. For real, for real. Mm. Like he would he would always be like, AG, hey, just keep dropping fucking music, stay independent. Like that's one of the reasons, you know, why I feel like we even made music together because uh, I'm an independent artist and he understood where I was coming from. And, and I appreciate the fact that he would even, you know, took his time to even tell me that I had to fucking just do my own shit, like straight up. That's one of the reasons why I could never sign a, a big contract like that, because I want to own the rights to all my music. Like, I own all the rights to all my music right now, Adam. Really? Still? That's crazy. Straight up. Like, I feel, and, and, and you don't even understand. I didn't even know what, what that meant before. Mm. I didn't know what that meant till fucking TV shows or hitting my email talking about, yo, we want to use this. Mm. And I'm like, What? And then and then I start telling myself like really you want to use this but why how 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 you finding me here? oh because you're the owner of the music mm. <laughs> which is crazy because like picture being Taylor Swift where she doesn't even own the first five or six albums she ever made she spent her whole early life making all this music and oh really she, she doesn't I, I have know. any control know. over anything that happens to it because it was signed under a label now she has a new label situation because she did the number of albums she was supposed to do. But she doesn't own any of that early shit. She's fucking pissed off about it. But that's the same position. Oh, she is pissed off about She's it. She's furious. But that's the position that almost everybody in the music game is in, is that you don't own your early catalog. You're lucky if you start to own it later in the game. Yeah, I was really lucky that these motherfuckers didn't want to give me a, a, a contract. Right, because if they had offered you enough money, you yeah. might have been like, all right, let's do it, yeah. Shit, it could have been not even a lot of money, just some shit to take me to Vegas and come back. Really? Wow. Yeah. I would have been like, what? Pfft. Give me that envelope. Let's go. I'm right. signing here, there, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Fuck. 
So uh, were you were you offended when Six Nine was uh, talking that shit about L.A. and coming out here and acting all crazy? Were you one of the people that was online? Uh, you know what? Not I feeling it. I just feel like that shit's irrelevant. <laughs> well, it's irrelevant because we might never see him again. Like it's just, it, like come on, dog. You know, like that shit's just irrelevant because you know that shit was already a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, what else can I say? Yeah, I you hear know? that. Uh, you got any artists under you? Do you have any artists that you're really fucking with in the in the L.A. scene or anything? You know, I fuck with a lot of artists actually. Like, and it ain't even because we, uh, it ain't even because we fucking you know do business together. Because I don't think you know that's right. Like, only be fucking with people because of business. Like, there's there's a lot of solid motherfuckers I fuck with. A lot of them. Um, Pac Man, you know, he was with Nipsey. I fuck with him. He's really talented. I think he's gonna be big this year. Uh. Yeah, I really, I really do uh, have faith in that. Yeah, Jay Stone put out this one video dedicated to, to Nipsey. Jay Stone's crazy. dope too. Jay Stone's dope too. He's the homie. That was very. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Shout out to him. Very good tribute. Yeah. Shout out to. Um, shout out to my boy Devour. You got to interview him. He's popping. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta check that out. Yeah, he's a uh, he's he's coming from the from the valley from the San Fernando Valley, and um, I fuck with him heavy because he's also independent. And uh, I feel like he could be putting himself in a situation where he could, you know, sign contracts and shit. Mm. But he's being smart about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm really proud of him. Check him out. Yeah, I definitely got to check that out. Mm-hmm. So the game plan, you, you dropped a couple of music videos over the course of the past month. Is that all just gearing up for this project that's about to drop? Yeah, I shot 10 music videos. 10? Wow. Yeah. So the whole time, um, as I was going through my legal battles, uh, they weren't letting me release music. So I was like, fuck that. Really? Meanwhile, I should be in the gym, shooting, mm. making videos. Like I shot more videos, but I, I feel like they didn't, they, they they wasn't it. So, the same way how artists look at making a lot of songs and some of them not making it, that's how I, I applied it. But with music videos, mm. so I was like, I'm gonna shoot a gang of music videos, and some of them ain't gonna be able to make it. Mm. Instead of dropping everything you make, yeah, like, nah, I changed my shit up. And I'm gonna just be consistent for the next ten weeks. Yeah, ten weeks. Yeah. As in dropping a music video every week. Yeah, that's what I'm doing already right now. Oh, that's a lit. that's official. Yeah. That'll keep them engaged for sure. For a while. Yeah. I'm gonna turn into one of these YouTubers that upload fucking vlogs every five minutes. You ever done vlogs? Uh, I haven't because uh, I just feel like there's a lot of style. I feel like there's just a lot of private shit. There's just a lot of people mm. around me that don't want to be on camera. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like everybody's like, nah, I don't think well. Yeah, it was way easier for me to make vlogs when I was, like, not really that popping and I didn't really have to worry about all that shit. Right. And now at a certain point, it becomes, like, what, what am I doing all day? I'm doing mad meetings. The meetings are, like, off limits, like, shit that I can't let people out there right. know about. I'm right. Like, you know, it's just all this little shit going on that's not right. necessarily, especially if you're around, like, famous people. A lot of times they don't want to just be putting their life on display and shit. Hey, but you know what I just thought about right now? Um, I am I, I, I do want to work on a show that's called Cooking and Smoking with King Lil G. There you go. Because I like to cook. Like, like I like to make bomb-ass food and shit. You're good at that. Yeah. <coughs> you cook more or less than your girl? Uh, nah, she cooks a lot more than me. Okay. Yeah. But I like to grill and do you know certain Mexican dishes and shit. That my grandmother fucking would make bomb as fuck. I'd be out here, you know what I'm saying? Feed my family, literally. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great idea because all those kids who are watching your videos and appreciating you showing your, like, real lifestyle, yeah. you know, they're all eating food and they're maybe not seeing the types of food that they're eating represented on a lot of these cooking shows and shit. So if you mm-hmm. were to, like, really be like, yo, this is how people actually eat where I'm from, yeah, that could go a long way. Yeah, like, I plan on making something called a torta on there. Oh, I know about like tortas. Yeah. Mexican sandwich. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some of those a certain little way. You know how they do it in Mexico City and shit. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna be smoking at the same time. That's why it's cooking and smoking with King Lil G. And just making sure not to get any ash on the food. Yeah, and then after it, once we high as fuck, then you know the munchies kick in. So we're gonna eat what we made. Yeah. Yeah, I plan on inviting some some popular strippers from LA. Let's see if oh they could cook. God. You got all the stripper connections. Especially, so. especially because, you know, a lot of guys on the internet say a lot of bad bitches can't cook. So we got to find out. We got to prove that that ain't the case. 
Yeah. No, I'm gonna be real though. That pretty much is the case from my experience. <laughs> the see, harder they saying, are, the less reason they have I'm to saying, cook. But, but what about if? See, what if? There's got to be an exception. What if a bad one pulled up and you're like, oh, you judged her right off top, right off of her profile? You're like, oh, she can't cook for shit. Yeah. And then she comes to my show and she looks bad as fuck, and she's cooking and smoking. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be great. My girl don't even smoke weed. I gotta figure out how to get her on it. Well, then you smoke, and she cooks. Right. No, I love having a girl that don't smoke, to be honest, because I would be really annoyed if I, my girl was like, hey, roll up. I'm like, what? You roll up. <laughs> Shut up. Like, I'm, after three years dating her and not having to deal with any of her telling me to roll a blunt or her telling me, like, oh, we ran out of weed because I smoked it with my homegirls, I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, but see, you looking at it the negative way. What if she said, I got a pound. Check this shit out. My girl shows up with a pound. I'm going to be worried. <laughs> Where the fuck did you get that? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> oh, shit. Actually, that happened to me the other day. This porn star Riley Reed was hanging out with my girl, and I, I show up at the crib, and nobody's there, but there's a pound on the couch. I'm like, I, I, I swear to God, I snuck upstairs. I'm like looking around. I'm thinking that there might be like a killer in the house who just happened to leave his pound of weed on the couch. <laughs> Fucking Riley yeah. Reed left there, bro. I was, I was actually kind of shook. I'm like wondering, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? What could they be doing up here? Yeah, I could see how that could be crazy as fuck. Just confusing. the pound laying down right there, like <laughs> you know, it's like it's like uh, in the Godfather when they leave the horse in the guy's bed. But bit. was it like a grimy package, or did it come like in one of those cool Jungle Boys looking fucking? I mean, pounds? it was just a big ass pound. It was open too. She didn't even tie that shit up. That started to make me anxious. I'm like, this is gonna dry out. Well, how long is this gonna be sitting here? Yeah. Damn, I should have pinched it though. I could have took an ounce. You would have never known. Straight up, I'm missing out on opportunities. I mean, it could have been finessed, Adam. You let that one go. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, all right, so you got any shout-outs, any thanks, anything we need to know before we uh, wrap this? The album's going to come out on the 27th of this month. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, go check out my videos. And shout-out to all my Mexicans. And, you know, all my love goes to them kids at the border. So, yeah. Facts. All right, appreciate it, man. It's good to get to know you. And, uh a lot of respect for everything you're doing out here, man. For sure, brother. Appreciate you, Jim. Thank you. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. King Lil G. Wait, how'd you become King Lil G, just for the record? Los Angeles Kings, and they always call me Lil G, so King Lil G. There you go. Yeah. Easy. Appreciate you, G.